the house would be full of uh, relatives and uh, my dad would get up and he'd go into the bedroom my uh, brothers and sisters they would all leave and just my mom would be there Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear more from Florence Wilson from Pegwis First Nation in Manitoba as she shares how she came to understand that she was a sinner in need of a Savior. After I came back to the reserve, I had really wanted to go into be a, a, a lab technician. That was my uh, goal when I was in high school. And But because um, the Indian Affairs at that time wouldn't sponsor me because some other uh, girls that had gone to be um, RNs, they wanted to be nurses, they had uh, dropped out and, and that... Um, They said they wouldn't sponsor me anymore, so my goal suddenly changed. Uh, I was to go in in January that year after I was out of school, that um, June before. I uh, I was working in the local uh, grocery store, and uh, when the... Indian agent came and told me that time, uh, you know, you can't go on for training because they're not going to sponsor you. And I remember crying my eyes out because I couldn't go. And he went away, and this was just before Christmas. And before the New Year came, he came again one day and offered me a job teaching school. And... um so I took it, and I was teaching grades one through three in Fisher River, a reserve right next to us. And the the girls that I was teaching with happened to be, well, there was two of them there. They were both Christian girls. And so we, you know, we got into uh, talking more about the Lord and uh, and reading the Bible more and and it always seemed that throughout my life there were people that the Lord gave me that was showing me to come to Him. But I, I still didn't understand that and until one time when I uh, went to a service and, and I heard this preacher talk about how you could be saved and, and what it meant that I really understood. But I didn't get saved at that time. I um, I left it off for a, for a long time, and then after teaching for a year, I married my husband Frank, and um, we soon had twins. And then uh, soon after again, I had another boy. Until before I knew it, I had uh, four sons. And things were really hard. Uh, my husband drank a lot, and he was away from home a lot because of the the work he did um, hauling cordwood from early morning to late at night. And things got really tough for us 
and then uh, we had this uh, minister come to Dallas, and he invited us to come to church. So we we uh, started coming to this to church, and and then he he too preached the gospel to us, you know, and uh, and our children just loved coming to the to um, to the services, and they often asked their dad to come with us. And I remember one time him, uh, one of our twins saying to his dad, you know, dad, you should come to church because, uh, Pastor Howard, uh, well, she, he, uh, prepares a, a message and hardly any people come to church. That time, very few people were coming to the, to the church here in Dallas. But anyway, we just kept going and I remember one night when I was home alone, I, um, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I just asked the Lord to uh, forgive me. You know, uh, when I was growing up and a teenager, I was tempted to do all... uh, There were no drugs at that time, but there was alcohol and there was smoking. But for some reason, I just had no interest in those. But I still knew that uh, I was still a sinner even though that I didn't drink or or uh, smoke uh, but I still I still uh, understood that I was a sinner and so I asked the Lord to forgive me of my sins and I told him that I wanted to live for him that um, I was tired of uh, having such a hard time and I wanted to, him to help me bring up my children in uh, in the way that he would have me because I I just uh, was at my wits end I was having a real hard time raising these children uh, mostly by myself because my husband was away working so much and when he was, uh, wasn't working, then he was away drinking. And then I just kept going to church and, uh, finally he started going to church with us too. After, uh, he became uh, a Christian, life was really different. Our lives were so much better. Everybody was so much happier. But, you know, uh, um, when I prayed the sinner's prayer by myself, I never really let anybody know that I had become a Christian. You know, I just kept it to myself. And and one time when we went to uh, camp, our children went to camp in Fisher Bay, and they always had, uh, for Friday night, they always had uh, a real big time there. They'd have big wiener roast, and everybody would sing around the fires, and and um, give testimonies. Those people who had um, accepted the Lord during uh, during camp time were telling about this. And uh, remember this one little girl uh, telling how she had accepted the Lord and how the um, angels in heaven were rejoicing. And I thought, wow. 
I haven't told anybody that I was saved, you know, and I wonder if the, <laughs> if the angels were rejoicing because I had accepted the Lord and I, I hadn't told anybody. So I shared with um, a few people around the, ca- the campfire that night that I had accepted the Lord and I went to bed that night and I had such a good sleep and I had such joy in my heart and I felt so at peace. Um, and it was there, from there on, I was not uh, afraid anymore to share my faith with others and to let them know that I was a Christian. Then I started to show to my my uh, family and that I was a Christian, but that was really hard because uh, whenever once they knew we were Christians, um, we'd when we'd go to visit, the house would be full of um, relatives, and uh, my dad would get up and he'd go into the bedroom. My uh, brothers and sisters, they would all leave. Just my mom would be there. And uh, they always seemed so uncomfortable with us. And I guess what hurt the most was uh, my dad, you know, uh, not wanting to associate with us. It was the same when we went to Frank's mom's house, too. She was a Christian, and Frank's Brothers and sisters were not Christians yet either. They would all leave too. We'd walk in, go to visit, and they would walk away. But you know, uh, the Lord gave us um, other people, other uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. And they, they loved us just as much as our natural brothers and sisters. And, and they showed us real love. And that, that kept us going. And it wasn't, wasn't too long before we started to see some of our uh, brothers and sisters turn to the Lord too. And we helped in the church uh, ever since then, you know, it's been a long time and we've been coming to this, this church. It's been over. About uh, 35 years since we started attending this church. In that time, there's quite often there would be only uh, three or four people in the church. And whenever the uh, pastors would leave and we would be left without uh, leadership, Frank and I would always still come to church because there were two ladies um, who owned a store right right across the road here, they always came to church. And many times we'd get really discouraged and say, well, we may as well just close the church and and um, go join uh, uh, the church further south in Hudson. But, you know, these ladies said, if you close the church, then we won't be going to church. So we would stay on. But that was really hard, too, you know, it, it to do that, but still, we still uh, kept it going, you know, with the Lord's help. We were just thankful that there was just a wee bit of encouragement along the way. 
to keep us going. And I think of this story in uh, Matthew, I think it's 14, where um, Jesus came to the disciples out in a boat and a fierce storm was on. And, um, and Peter wanted to go out and walk on water. And, and the Lord said, come. And he got out and he walked on, on water. And, you know, it, that, that little story gave me courage to, to just get up and do whatever needed to be done. And I knew that the Lord would be there to help us. If you belong to the Lord, you know what Florence is talking about. So let me ask you, are you right with him? There's only one way, and that's his way. My friend, God sent Jesus Christ to pay the penalty for all our sins by dying on the cross. Then God raised him from the dead, proving that his perfect justice had been satisfied. Now he offers peace with him to whoever will receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. We read in the Bible, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Trusting in Jesus Christ is the only way you can belong to the Lord. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 566 That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. Our web address is withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there are more amazing stories to tell. So be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.